0: Uh, we we'll go to the Bible reading, um, and Esther is going to read for us.
1: Our reading today is coming from the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 4, and verse 9 and 10. And I'm going to read. Jabez was more honorable than his brothers.
0: His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Jabez cried out to God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me. And keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his
1: request. And that's the word of God.
0: Praise be to God. Thank you. Um, As our preacher for today is coming, we'll pray for him. Then uh, proceed from there. So let's pray for Reverend Kasim. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this morning. We thank you for Reverend Kasim, who has traveled all the way from the coast to be here. Through you, a special mass, is my father, and that he is here, Father. May you use, use in a very special way, and give him the special anointing to speak to us through you, that your word will be used to transform us, even as we listen to you. Prepare our hearts, Father, even as we listen to him, that we will receive it and we will give glory to your name and leave this place transformed. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. So today, let's uh, go to. Our sermon, Freed from a Foundation. Freed from a Foundation or the big, the small, big foundation. The small, big foundation is the same as Freed from a Foundation. Coming from 1 Chronicles 4 9 through 10. And today, as we conclude our series on Family Month, Shifting Grounds, let us turn to our story in this passage. It exposes the life of Jabez, who has come to be known as the little big man. The what? The little big man. Jabez, many people are now describing him as the little big man. What a contrast. Little yet big man. We are discussing chains. We are discussing chains. We are discussing foundations. We're discussing sealed negative predicaments. We are discussing deliverance. These are some of the the thoughts that are in this sermon. And we're also discussing a big prayer. It's for your situation today, or even yesterday, that you can reflect the situation of yesterday, or even tomorrow that we do not know. And it's important to keep notes in your mind if you can, or you write a few notes, because we're discussing about four things that are very important in this. Yes, Foundations, chains, negative uh, sealed uh, predicaments, deliverance, and also a model prayer. Jabez appears from nowhere in the genealogy of Judah, as we see here. But first, a quick overview of the Chronicles. The books of uh, Chronicles, First Chronicles and Second Chronicles, were actually originally one book. And their main purpose is to detail the things that were not captured in the 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, and the 1 Kings, and 2 Kings. Because those books detailed very important things about the life of Israel. But then it is realized that there were key things that needed to be captured. So the book of Chronicles comes in handy. Now these two books were written to the repatriated Jewish exiles as a chronicle of God's intention And the whole idea of chronicles actually means the things left behind. Chronicles stands for things left behind. So, um, in spite of the nation's past moral and spiritual failure, for which the people paid dearly under God's wrath, it was important that these chronicles of God's intentions will come uh, out so that they can promise future blessings. And uh, if we could summarize 1st Chronicles chapter 1 to 10 is about a selected genealogy or history of families under Israel in the history of Israel. Then chapter 10 in Chronicles specifically talks about and uh, talks about Israel united under Saul then under David, in uh, chapter 11 to 29, and finally, um, we talk about uh, also Solomon that we see in Chronicles chapter 1 to, to 9. But uh, as we consider Chronicles chapters 10 to 36, we see how Judah's reign in the divided kingdom thrived. And we see some of the secrets there. How did they survive? But uh, towards the end, Which is Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, chapter 36, we talk about Judah's release from their 70 year captivity. Very great stories there, and big lessons that we could spend a whole year learning. But you realize that they had returned from their 70 years of captivity to a land that was markedly different from the one that they knew. They felt strangers there. What was happening? There there was no Hebrew king. When they left, there was a Hebrew king. Then they went into exile. They have come back and they realize there is only a Persian governor. No Hebrew king. And they are Hebrews. They find there was no security for Jerusalem. So Nehemiah needed to rebuild the wall. They come and find that there was no temple anymore. They knew of temple. They were worshipping in the temples. So Zerubbabel had to reconstruct uh, a resemblance of the Solomon's t- uh, 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 former you know, t- uh, temple of glory. They discovered that the Jews no longer dominated the region, the religion, but rather were on the defensive. They needed to defend their faith and their religion. They enjoyed a few divine blessings beyond the fact of their return. They possessed little of the kingdom's former wealth, Yet it was their land. God's divine presence no longer resided in Jerusalem, having departed. So just like us in some of the seasons, for Israel, their future looked dark compared to their majestic past, especially the time of great kingdoms of David and Solomon. And the return could be best described as bittersweet. That is bitter because their present poverty brought harmful memories about what was forfeited by God's judgment on their ancestors' sin. But also sweetness because at least they were back in the land God had given Abraham 17 centuries earlier. Our lives are full of this duality. We live in a life that is bittersweet and a life that is full of victory and defeat. That in this season you are the star you are the talk of the town, but tomorrow another season comes that you are the laughing stock. That people are discussing your wedding day, that great, colorful wedding. Another season comes when there is impending divorce and separation. Life is full of duality, a bittersweet, victory, a defeat. Then in the genealogy, we find Jabez, who is described as being honorable, yet man of sorrow. He is born of sorrow. Why should it be remembered here? I'm just wondering. I mean, every child is born in pain. Which child has ever been born out of pain? Every child, even me. I'm a man of sorrow. My mother bore me in pain. So why, Jabez? We hear of Judas. great children, but this one, he is described as pain. sorrow is remembered till this day, and we wonder why. Even so, he is more honorable than all these great people mentioned here. How? I I propose or I suggest two reasons why he is memorable. First of all, we are wondering why the pain is remembered, yet everybody is born of pain. Labor. Every mother goes through labor. So two things here. He is memorable or he is honorable because of his understanding. In chapter 1 of Chronicles, uh, sorry, chapter 2 of Chronicles, the 1st Chronicles, we see a city named Jabez. We learn that he became a doctor who knew many things. There are many uh, uh, companies actually now. If you can type Google, Dr. Jabez, Actually, if you can do that, you will find many companies called Dr. Jabez Soap Manufacturing Limited. Dr. Jabez a carpet and, 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 and all these things. Dr. Jabez became a doctor. He knew many things. He became a big man. That moment when we are hearing, when they are writing this, they, they already knew that he had become huge. So it is Chronicles It is not happening then. But they remember Jabez, who was born of sorrow, but later became honorable, became famous. He became famous in learning and understanding. Therefore, the small Jabez of pain and sorrow is now Dr. Jabez. Just like that. Really? No. Number two, he is honorable in the fear of God. In Jewish culture, religion was highly regarded and a man of the word was honorable. A man of prayer even today is regarded as being honorable and so was Jabez. Just to take you for a second into a place where we we call home, for a long time we lived without a gate and there are moments that we would put a motorcycle there or a vehicle, or even three. And there would be no gate, and there was no gate. And we would hear neighborhood, breakage, thieves coming, but they never came to our home. And we were wondering why we we remembered that because churches in the past used to come to our home and pray, smaller groups, men this weekend, women this other time, and they would be praying there from Friday to Saturday we realize that just because it is a house of prayer, it is respected and feared by the thieves. We heard from the neighborhood that they thought that when you go to the gate, there will be some angels who might slay you. (laughs) For that, we did not need a strong dog or even a gate. It is very true that a man of prayer is even today regarded as being honorable. So was Jabez. His foundations of littleness and lack of fame... Sign- insignificance and likelihood of progress changed by a prayer that was good in its motive. It was good in its content and flavor. He prayed a big prayer that freed him from that foundation. I have seen poverty perpetrated from generation to generation. Have you not seen like me? You see, that a family, the grandfather was totally poor, then the son, poor. Then the grandson, poor. And the daughter goes to another poor place. And it is poverty and poverty and poverty. I have seen it with my eyes and I know you have seen it. And I wonder why. I have seen generational curses of barrenness, of blindness, of depression, perpetuated from one generation to another. I have heard of cultural sicknesses. And weaknesses pass from generations. These are sealed foundations. Sealed predicaments. That the father used to have this bad skin disease. The son must have it. And the, son, and the grandchild, even in class 3, knows I will have it. A lot of suffering and tears. Families and generations of tears. We have also heard about uh, tribes and cultural issues. That these people who come from this part of the country must be this. And it is like a culture still predicaments. But I have also seen some who broke the, the chains and lived in large in their lives. Amen. Somebody say amen to that. It's true, you know. And probably you are one of them. Here and watching. That you, you are likely to have broken these chains and you're living a slightly larger life than you lived. I have been telling my children, by God's grace, I am taking them to schools better than the school that I went to. And I am urging them to make sure that the Lord can expand them so that my grandchildren can go to a school slightly better than them. Because it is is possible to grow and to to progress Why must we remain in sealed predicaments? Why would my children go to school without shoes? Because my brothers and sisters, the last time my parents bought bought clothes for me was when I was in class 6. That's the last time I saw a shirt. From class 6 upwards, I had to work and I had to get a shirt and a trouser. And when I went to school, I did not have a shoe. I came in some slippers to Nairobi so that I can get an old shoe that did not have a sole. And I remember how I was laughed at, and I did not even have a trouser. My trouser, my mom, had sealed with a needle. And something very nasty happened when we stood at the parade. But somehow the Lord has been faithful that I may not have a lot of money, but I have a shoe. It would have been very sad. That I continue like that, and my children like that. But even you, you have even a sadder story. It is not just mine. The prayer of Jabez may be expressed by four words, which are grace, growth, guidance, and guardianship. Let us examine these qualities of his prayer, which was simply profound, as someone puts it, and profoundly simple. When he realized that he's a man of sorrow, that he's a man of of pain, he did not remain there. Many people chose to remain there, but he did not choose to remain there. It is about choice. It is about the words we choose. We went to high school in Embu. And some of the friends that we had, that we, we, were, we had three, three brothers that were very close. And after school or uh, college, when we were in college, we met, the three of us. And we were describing the kind of houses or homes we were in. One of us was doing law. And I was doing accounts. I was doing CPA. And the other one was in a primary school. Uh, teacher's Training college, he was going to become a school teacher. So the three of us were asking ourselves the dream house, because of course we were students. I remember the lawyer said, me, I am going to live in a one-bedroomed house, (laughs) self-contained. Oh yes, that was a huge dream, because you don't know where we came from, there was something in common with us, our background, our foundations, our chains. Then I said, you know what? You know me, I don't lie to myself about my, my one-bedroomed house or what. Me, I just want to live in a nice, in a nice apartment with one. A nice bed sitter, Nice bed sitter that I can actually just cook here and sleep here and bath here. <laughs> Remember, this is the accountant. The, the, in our times, the accountant was a huge thing. And the lawyer was a huge... But the guy who was planning to become the primary school teacher actually gave us a dream. He, he said, you know, you know, I have a big God. You know what? I cannot live in a one bedroom house. By the way, who? Oh, me? Me? You should have seen the expression. Me? one bedroom? No! In fact, never. He didn't learn, Never. And he said, me, I'm going to live in a, the house that has a, uh, upstairs. It's called Mesoneto Bangalore. I always struggle with that. It's called a what? Messonnet. Messonnet is the one that goes up. He said, I'm going to live in a uh, own in my own compound. Then we looked at him, said, accountant, lawyer, we are not leaving you. You, do you know, after five years we assessed ourselves and I was still living in Mombasa in a bed-sitter. And my brother who could be uh, listening because he tunes uh, into to, to, to Rongai, he actually was living. He was a lawyer and driving a car, but in a one bedroomed house. But this guy finished college, he taught, and the, the, the subject he was teaching, all the children are getting A, the worst was a B plus. So he got a good job here in town. He left Embo. He left Embo. He came to town here, and he got a big job with one of these uh, big schools. So he was actually housed. The school had a house. He was given that house with his own compound. And he invited us to come. The Sita Kasim just came. I entered. In fact, he came and opened the gate. I entered. I was unable to get into the house. A big house. And he was looking for a wife to marry. Hey. I am telling you sometimes we just live in our own sealed predicament because we want. And a season comes for us to break these foundations. And move into an unlikely direction. And I know that is the only story I have. You have similar stories. But let's examine the qualities of a prayer. What changed all this? There is a secret. And within the next very few minutes, let's talk about the grace. He prayed, Lord, grace me. Then he prayed, Lord, grow me. Then he prayed, Lord, guide me. And finally, he prayed, Lord, guard me. So the first one is, Lord, grace me number two lord grow me number three lord guide me and number four lord guard me therefore grace me grow me guide me and guard me that's the prayer that's the trick prayer today if you get that secret after this i would like us to pray to break some of those sealed predicaments Lord, grace me. He said, All ye that you would bless me, give me that which is yours, Lord. That's what he meant. Blessing is inheritance of that which isn't yours becoming yours, just like that. He positioned himself to a place which wasn't his, but from a God who could bring it. Jabez stretched his heart for mercy. And grace, clearly without confusion, without mincing his words, he stretched his heart. The question was his heart for mercy and grace. And confidently anticipated change. He saw change coming. And he said, Lord, bless me. Blessing is grace. Blessing is something which is not yours. Something which is not yours becoming yours. I invited a brother in my house when we were young and single, and, uh, and I was just there. So I left my house. I told him to, to close my house after he has gone. When I came back, he had taken my most favorite shirt, and we did not have many shirts. And he wrote a note, brother, I have blessed myself with this shirt. Today he is a very great man he has thousands of shirts but i remember how he blessed probably that is anointing he got from my shirt <laughs> to be blessed is to receive that which does not belong to you to that it becomes yours so jabez praise grace praise grace me give me that which is not mine i know i am poor i know i'm a man of uh, sorrow i'm a man of pain but and i know i don't deserve big things Give me that which is not mine. Brothers and sisters, I have finished that point. But please don't remain there. Think about it deeper. Think deeper. You know sometimes we look at ourselves and we know that which we deserve. The other day, I saw a guy in a hot suit. In a really hot suit. And I knew for sure you could tell that suit was expensive. I just touched it. I touch it like this, I say, brother, the suit, the suit. (laughs) Then he told me, I warn you, it's really expensive. I was actually dressed in a hood, uh, so I looked like I can't actually, you know, I don't belong to that club. Um, I just told him, brother, the suit, he told me, I warn you, it's really expensive. (laughs) I look like I belong to the suits that are lower. For sure, maybe I did look like that. I can't blame him. I packaged myself for the suit of 2,700. And, uh, and he, knew, he knew that that suit, when I look at it, it's actually about 75,000 shillings. And even now, when I say that, you say, okay, th- they belong to them. So you see now, you have sailed your predicament. You know what, brethren? I actually desire that suit. One of these days, I'm going to put on a suit like that. Because I don't belong to the 2,700. Because that brother is born again and he's going to heaven. The same heaven I'm going with 2,700. Who say that for me to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I need to dress 2,700? Or actually the suit, the, the clothes I'm wearing today is actually not very expensive, but I'm going to heaven. And on Sunday I can actually dress better and I'm still going to heaven. So when he says, bless me with what does not belong to me, I'm actually praying for a suit, 75,000 shillings, which probably doesn't belong to me, and it can become mine. A car, which does not belong to me, it can become mine. There is a day I longed for a car. (laughs) During my wedding, I borrowed a car. I borrowed a car, uh, you know, the the in-laws, and... um, and actually, I enjoyed But on the wedding day, the owner of the car came for it. Actually, therefore, I really suffered on my honeymoon. Yet, I had already prepared a car, borrowed a car, a pigeon, and I repaired it. And he took it away. I wept as I went, you know, on my honeymoon. But after the honeymoon, the Lord blessed me with a car from nowhere. Someone came calling uh, me. And when I went, he, he cried. He said, you have come. Come to do what? Please take the key. He had promised God that he would give a car to a servant of the Lord. So he gave me a car. I took it to Lucia. I actually gave 1,000 shillings to that guy to to go and buy milk for his wife. And I owned a car. Subaru. Subaru. (laughs) That was a blessing. Something that does not belong to me, I had never seen a logbook. And the logbook is being transferred to me. That is a blessing. You claim that which does not belong to you, even does not fit within your standards. Jabez went for that. Number two, grow me, Lord. He said, and enlarge my territory. It was within Israelites' promises to receive expanded territories. He received spiritual enlightenment, a new vision to perceive Abrahamic covenant of increase. He remembered that. He appreciated but defied the natural circumstances of perpetual sorrow and pain. Jabez remembered They promised to Abraham that I'll expand you, I'll expand you, I'll grow your territories, I'll give you this land. I'll call you the father of nations. Things that were not there God had promised. Therefore Jabez, unlike other people in this genealogy, remembered that. And he prayed, Lord, grow me, enlarge my territory. He noticed. And he appreciated that the territories were were sealed. But he defied the the natural circumstances. That he was born for sorrow and pain. He saw a season of refreshment coming from a God of refreshment. He desired that season. And hathed his desire before the Lord. What does Mark 11 says, 23? That whatsoever you desire, if you believe... And you pray, if whatever you desire, if you pray and believe, you receive. This is the rule. Whatever you desire, if you pray and you believe, the next thing like a formula is that you do what? You receive. He desired that season. He didn't think about it. He desired. By desire, just desiring something, You are on your way. This is why Jesus said, don't covet. When you look at someone, and you look and you desire, if you look at my car, you look at the tires, you look at me, and you even look at me whether I deserve to be on that uh, steering wheel. That is what we do all the time. I am the chairman, you are the secretary, there must be a member. We always look at things. We look at someone's house. We look at someone's children. When you desire, you have sinned. Because you have received. When you desire, you are on your way. When you desire something which does not become yours, the sin is called the sin of covetousness. You covet. To covet is to desire that which does not belong to you. But there is also a positive desire. He desired that which from the Lord. He did not look at people. He looked at God. He desired a season. He uttered. Clearly to create a new world from his unlikelihood of progress. He spoke freedom to his sealed predicaments. His sealed foundations. That was him. First, bless me or grace me. Secondly, Lord, grow me. Because it is within my right to claim. You already promised Abraham, I am in that, and therefore I receive by faith. He prayed, Lord, grow me. He saw a season which he claimed. There are seasons that need to be claimed. There are seasons of growth that need to be claimed. I think in Kenya or world over, we have unclaimed assets. I think uh, in finance, I think we have unclaimed assets authority or something. That if assets are here and you don't claim, they are returned. Nobody is looking for, for you. There are those things that are ours that you don't claim. There is success which is ours that you don't, we don't claim. He claimed that which was his. He believed it was his promise. He received it by faith. Number three, Lord guide me. Let your hand be with me. He believed in the vision of a new season of freedom and saw something else. He saw a possible loneliness in the freedom because progress does not take away loneliness. He knew that as I progress, I will be lonely. His spiritual eyes saw an an everlasting guide waiting for him in that season. He needed a tour guide when the Lord has expanded his territory. He desired that one too and prayed for it. Lord's guidance. He desired a blessing. He desired a growth. But he also desired an everla- a everlasting tour guide who is the Lord Jesus Christ. Joshua had desired it before and said, Lord, if you don't go with us, then we are not going. Moses had already desired it before and said, Lord, if you aren't coming up with us to that mountain, we shall be consumed. We need a man who will see that tomorrow needs the Lord. That journey ahead needs the Lord. That as we grow from high school to secondary school to university to college, even as we get married, even as we expand, we will need the Lord because expansion brings loneliness. Even marriage brings loneliness. Even job careers bring loneliness. Even richness bring loneliness. Yesterday I saw a place where someone was giving me a business idea in Mombasa. I refused and he took it. Now he is a billionaire. And I was sharing with some sisters. They told me, you do not know, Pastor, what the Lord uh, avoided for you. Because richness, especially fill the rich, also brings loneliness. His son, Emmanuel. Emmanuel,
1: Emmanuel, your name is called Emmanuel,
0: God with me. Then he said, God, I know that you are expanding me. Please make sure I don't go alone. And finally, Lord, guard me. He, He said, and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. Then in his vision, he saw enemies of his freedom. He saw the accuser of brethren. He saw Satan, the specialist of traps, of pride. He saw the enemy who brings Traps of self-glorification and self-elevation. He saw traps of fall, which comes with pride. He knew that when I grow bigger, when the Lord has changed me, I am going to fall. Because the Bible says, before I fall, there comes a pride. So he saw, like David in Psalms, he saw the God of war. He must have sung Adonai, the man of war. Adonai, the man of war. Ah I who changes not. I know that the devil will lay a trap on my marriage. I know the Lord will drop a, a, a bomb on my career and my job. I know that the Lord, as you expand my business, the Lord, the, the Lord of uh, traps with Satan is laying ahead for me traps. What a fool we become when we are growing. When we are expanding, when our territories are growing, when your health is improving, we forget that the man of traps has his own plans. There is a, a, um, a clip going around now for praying. That one pastor was attending a pastor's conference somewhere. And, um, and on the plane, he saw someone praying, soaked in tears. Prayer. Throughout, he did not read anything. He did not read magazines. He was in prayer, soaked in tears. He went there and said, brother, you must be a Christian. I am also a Christian. Please tell me what you are praying for that I stand with you. He said, sorry, I am not a Christian. I am a Satanist. You are a Satanist? Yes. I am in deep prayer. I am going to join a group of Satanists who are interceding, praying against a certain pastor's fellowship, which is happening around this time. And we are also intercessors. Satanic intercessors. That the pastors there who are attending the fellowship will have divorce. They will have many problems that they cannot pray. Their churches will be inflect, infected with some, some growth problems, diseases that they cannot pray. A pastor's conference? No. We are satanists praying. What? And he is going, you know what? There are pray- people praying. There are Satanists praying. There are people out there praying against success of the work of the Lord. He saw a stumbling block ahead and he needed to speak freedom. And as we conclude and I asked the music team to come here, Jabez broke free from his foundations. What will take us to break free from our foundational related pains. The Lord of War is willing to give you freedom if you pray this big prayer like Jabez. The Lord can make you become the small big woman of productivity. Prayer ministry. And before we pray and uh, before we sing, I challenge you to pray now for deliverance of your own inner sorrow, your family and the Dwarfing Culture Foundations. Please let us stand together those are at home and here. I know we had not planned this, but I think uh, there's um, there's a quick uh, song. There's a quick song that is similar to the one that you sang. It says, "Siri yangu, niwewe Because Lord, you know, "Siri yangu, yesu And as we went through this sermon, you know very well your foundations. The foundations of our family. Syria, And as we sing, please I invite you to just go into a mood of prayer. To pray like Jabez. Pray for once today there is a chance. There is a cloud of deliverance this time. Take advantage and speak deliverance. The Lord hears you. And after that, I'll also declare it by faith. Seria ma Heavenly Father, we do know that you know what pains us, you know what drafts us, you know what has drafted our families, what has drafted our edu- educational path. You know how we cry about the dwarfing careers and the long seasons of tears, you know them. And Lord, you know why, how we blame you for not coming yesterday. Lord, forgive us if we have blamed you when you are on the way coming. But Lord, you understand how it has hurt us. You understand the shame and how they laugh at us. Lord, you know very well you know the explanations they have given about our failure and you understand us very well. But today we come to you like Jabez praying the Lord grow us, bless with us. Bless us with that which does not even befit us because the world has placed us lower. That which shall not prevent us from going to heaven and is good and we desire This is what we petition for this morning. We pray that you shall expand our territories. We We don't want to remain the same again. In 2021, we will not remain the same again. And the limitations that have become ours, we disown them in the name of Jesus Christ. The depressive moments, and trends that have become ours we disown them now in jesus name But lord as you bless us guide us and guard us protect us from the one who lays traps ahead of us the traps prepared for our children and drugs Lord, protect us. Protect your own. Those who desire this, may they receive divine protection for our children, for our husbands in this digital world. Only you, Lord, can protect our husbands and keep them intact. And our wives. And our country. And now, dear Lord, I want to pray By faith, to declare freedom. Only by faith, and only in your name. And those that may require this declaration, specific for a situation that you know, concerning you or concerning your family, or something that you love, please raise your hand. Only the Lord knows why. Only the Lord knows wherever you are. Just something, 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 In the name of Jesus Christ, every spirit, every covenant against the will of the Lord, every covenant to seal a negative predicament, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you broken. I command you invalidate. I command you to be, to resist from that maneuver. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare you broken. In Jesus' name. You have no power. You have no sting. Every covenant from hell. There's time to put us down. Lose your power. Lose your sting. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lose your sting. Lose your grip. In the name of Jesus Christ. Set the saints free. Set my beloved free. Set the child of free Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. Chains break loose. In the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord in your divine greatness. Bring a new season of revival. A season of joy. And give us as testimony. Opening our wombs. Opening our minds. Opening our families. We take the key that you gave us. I take that key, Lord, and I open that key. I open an open door in Jesus' name. A key that comes from you, your key. The gospel of freedom and grace. We declare open this desired door open. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the honor and glory of your name. You shall give us a smile, Lord, as we go. You shall give us a smile, Lord, even as we come back. Because, Lord, you are good. And the children of God, may the Lord favor you. May He shield you. May He bless you. May He protect you. May He expand you this season. May He give you a smile. In the name of Christ, who is the, the name of God, who is the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's give a clap unto the Lord. Without closing our eyes, let's look at one another and, uh, and share the, the grace. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen and amen. God bless you. You are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus.